Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We are joined once again by Lori Varsimis to talk more about the work she does as a professional and personal coach from beautiful Sonoma, California. She joins us again here to talk more about the work she's doing, particularly with women our age, midlife, yeah, going through, well, changes, whether it's burnout, stagnation, and just those who really want to start creating a new life, feel that adventure, make different choices, and feel good about themselves and want to welcome you back right now. Hello, how are you? Hi, Jill. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks. How's the weather in California? Well, we've been getting our seasonal rains, which is necessary and nice, but we miss the sun. I'm sure. I'm sure. But (laughs) temperature-wise, are you you in the 70s right now? No, it goes pretty much 40s to like low 60s this week. You're kidding. Well, I'm Okay, I'm not no. feeling so bad then. Okay, I just thought New York was cold now, but all right. Well, thank you for being here again. Pleasure to have you. And uh, for those new time listeners, um, I know we're going to have a great conversation about some of the things you can help uh, uh, women with. But first and foremost, tell us a little bit about the work you do, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, I am a personal and professional coach. I'm certified. Um, I, I specialize in midlife. And um, I really serve people who are feeling burnout, stagnation, overwhelm that comes with this time in life um, and try to help them create lives of freedom, adventure, and choice. Ah, I love it. And just a little bit about your background. I may know, but new time listeners don't know. Could I ask how you got involved in this field? Would you Uh, mind sharing? Yeah, sure. Um, I I got, well... You know, I think like all coaches, we tend to be coaches our whole lives, right? People who enjoy holding the space for people who are going through stuff um, and want to encourage the best in people. Um, And then I really stepped into this new profession after um, a career in sales and marketing um, during the pandemic when a lot of my friends and family were going through big changes. And Mm -hmm. I realized that there's kind of a, a hole missing in getting support for midlife. And here you are helping so many. And if you want to explore more about Lori, you can go to her website. It's spelled L-O-R-I-V-A-R-S-A-M-E-S.com. There's uh, packages. There's uh, group coaching sessions. There's a lot she's going to talk about today. Uh, But first and foremost, it's good to find out, you know, specifically some of the things you're working with uh, with women. I know we may talk about toxic workplaces, uh, uh, you know, the, the... you know, the uh, disadvantage of being a woman still working. There's there's a lot uh, that plays into us as women mm. and what we go through. So where did you want to start for today? Oh, gosh. You know, I guess I often, I'm so inspired by my clients because they really go through a lot and they really teach me a lot about um, the power of resilience and motivation to get through difficult times. And, um, you know, even in the face of trauma, um, a lot of my clients come to me from toxic workplaces uh, where they're often uh, marginalized. They might be doing well in their careers and up the corporate ladder, but they're still playing the game of mm-hmm. junior junior um, team members because they have to people please, because uh, there's not a lot of room for women who are um, loud and proud yeah. in the workplace, right? They're, they're constantly having to people please and tone it down. There's a lot of tone policing that goes on for women in the workplace, um, particularly if you're a woman of color and uh, 
yeah, I think it makes it really tough um, to feel really comfortable and psychologically safe in the workplace. We don't really talk about psychological safety in workplaces, but it's a huge thing right now. And that's why a lot of people prefer working from home, frankly. Now that's good and bad, right? Because there's so much good to come out of the working home factor. Then there's the bad, but there's there is there any perfect choice or solution? No, but you're right. Working from home, working alone, not having that pressure, that peer pressure in a sense, and all that comes with it. But can I just ask mm-hmm. you some specific examples about some of the things that have happened in the workplace with some of the women that you've um, worked with over the years? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of a client, too, who was um, in international finance and um, was very well established in her career, who was really being expected to be available morning, noon and night. Um, she didn't. And because she didn't have children, there was an added pressure of, well, you don't have anything you need to go home to kind of attitude. Um, yeah, she was up at 5 a.m. doing, um, you know, meetings in other time zones and often ending up, you know, at nine o'clock at night wrapping things up. And it just doesn't create much of a life. And when she was asking for support, she wasn't really getting it in the workplace. And in fact, she kept getting um, demoted time and time again. And even though she was really the crux of um, her team and she was supporting everybody else, and she was doing really well. I mean, she had such great credentials. Um, and then she ended up feeling badly about herself in the process, which is such garbage because she had so much to offer. She's incredible. Um, but since we've done the work, and she, really she did the work, you know, she just came to me for the coaching. Um, she has started a new career. She's found balance in her life. Uh, she takes vacations again. And she's just, she's in a lot better way. Mm-hmm. Good example. I love it. By the way, got the memo right. The blue green today. What are we wearing? <laughs> and exactly. Women in the workforce too. I have to say, I remember always working, and I I found that my male boss was always very inquisitive or about what we were wearing. Right. I worked in a television newsroom for a while, and there was always comments about the legs or about the pantyhose or I'm like. And we felt it was it was discriminating. It was a little like he would only say something if we were in a skirt. Why? Why can't we wear? You know, it's just there's a lot of that subjectivity and discrimination. And then when you come, we used to come to work and wear pantsuits. Oh no, skirt today! Like insinuating what you're not supposed to be insinuating what you get in trouble for but that was also some pressures of working out there as a female in in my business as well it's just it's horrible to think that that stuff still goes on but it does and this is two years ago so um yeah but i'm sure you've dealt with a lot of that type of yeah and if you're in a newsroom too jill you're probably you're probably front and center with the public too so there's this whole thing about having to play that game not just internally but also playing it to the masses as well. Like, this is what I'm wearing. And, uh, and and men just start slapping on a tie and button up their shirt and they're calling it good. And no one's making comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of microaggression in the workplace. A ton. I've been through it. Um, I was in the wine business. I was often the only woman, often mm-hmm. um, the youngest where I worked. And I was, I was catching hell like that all the time. And so you just, what's awful is I think, you know, you and I and a lot of other midlifers kind of come from uh, the generation where we just smile and kind of laugh it off. 
But I love seeing these younger women because they're coming out with guns blazing. Like, you can't talk to me like that. That's not acceptable. Um, I really admire it. And I, you know, I I found myself, um, I was in a workplace where there were a lot of young women who hadn't experienced a lot of the stuff that I had in the workplace. I was telling them stories and they were, they were outraged. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they should be. My first thought was like, oh, well, they haven't taken their licks yet. And I thought to myself, that's so toxic. It's toxic that I have become ingrained into that culture that I have to um, expect that younger women have to go through this in order as a rite of passage. And it's twisted. Wow. They're entirely right. Well, I remember one time being hired. It was 2014, right? And I went to Human Resources to start all my hiring paperwork. And the human resource director, smart or not smart for her to be so open with me to say, yeah, yeah, you got the job. Yeah, there was too many people that, you know, he was worried about them wanting to have kids, but you're single, so you're not. And I'm like, did you really just say this? That is like, so what we're supposed to go to you for? And she's like, that's just the way they are. That's just the way they are. You'll see this newsroom. And I'm like, are you serious? So meanwhile, you know what I did? I, I, I went and I had a kid all by myself, like probably a year after I started working there. And I was just like determined to like, and I did, <laughs> but Good here you are you. judging me because I'm not married and didn't have any kids. And I'm like, meanwhile, I was wanted children and I couldn't. So long story short, I did it by myself. But, um, Good news is that news director and the general manager, they're, they're gone. They've been gone. So I the toxicity are, yeah. in the workplace finally got with tears. Could, I mean, how do you say that to someone? You're, I'm, you're hired because you're like not ah. looking to have kids. Like, and she actually said that. And I'm like, holy cow. It was hurtful. But then it was like, wow, this stuff is going on at a big station, ah. CBS, New York. I'm just going to say it. So, yeah. Okay. So go ahead. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Good. Well, and good for you for calling that out because there is really no room for that. And, you know, I, I, I totally hear you. I was at an interview once. It was, oh, God, this interview was days long, days long, hours long. And it was never even compensated for it. And uh, I ended up finishing up the in- rounds of interviews. I don't know. There were like seven people I needed to see. And I went in and I said, oh, yeah, here's the CEO. He'd love to meet you. And then the CEO said, yeah, well, you know, if you move up here, this is a great place for kids. Do you have kids? And I stopped myself and I thought, here he is even innocently trying to ask. And I said, or seemingly innocent. And I just said, are you supposed to ask me that question? And he's like, oh, oh, I mean, I mean it. And and so, you know, it's just interesting because even the ones that mean well are stepping into the the quicksand really easily, just culturally uh, ingrained into playing this playing this game where women are somehow lesser women need to like you were saying um it's what you wear you know your worthiness is based on whether or not you have children your work ethic is based on whether or not you have children it's twisted it sure is well thanks for sharing that okay sorry to go on a tangent but these are all good what else what else what else do we have for today well you know i say a big part of that you know um linked to that toxic work culture and the way women show up is that we people please. And um, part of that, I, I was totally inspired by a book I read by the Nagoski sisters. Um, I think both of whom are doctors or PhDs and they um, wrote a book on burnout, ending the stress cycle. And it really is written for women who feel burnout. And I have a lot of my clients read the book. Um, it's really a fast read and it's very validating that, you know, we are culturally ingrained to, you know, be mothers, to be um, available, 
if we're not all of the things, then we're a bad wife, mm -hmm. we're a selfish mother, we are, you know, a not in, in, an unengaged uh, teammate and in the workplace. And it's just so twisted that we can't have any boundaries. And so another great book, which I highly recommend, um, is by Melissa Urban, uh, the, who wrote, uh, she's the one who started the Whole30, um, the book of boundaries. And that is a fabulous book about learning how mm. to say no, because people pleasers um, are, you know, which women, mo many women are not a lot. I mean, not all, but many women, because we've been taught that the good girls win, right? Religion teaches us, societal convention teaches us, our mothers and grandmothers teach us, be the good girl, just put yourself last. Yep. Um, and so God forbid you're a mother and you work or God forbid you're a mother and you like take time for a yoga class or, you know, have your kid in daycare, then you're just an evil mom who doesn't understand what it is to be a real mom. I have heard people in my family criticize, you know, others like that. And it's just, it's amazing. It's a generational thing for sure, but it's one that we have to stop if we're going to turn the tide on how women are treated in the workplace. Beautiful. And remind us how we can contact you again since we're halfway through. Yes. Um, you can reach me at coach at lorivarsamis.com. Um, it's L-O-R-I-V-A-R-S-A-M-E-S. -E Perfect. Or you can reach me at lorivarsamis.com, my website. All right. Thanks so much. What else did you want to speak about today on the agenda? Some of the things you can help us with. Well, well, it's, you know, it's a new year and um, we're all kind of in the resolution mode or thinking about um, things that we want to tweak as we're kind of in the middle of winter, getting ready for spring on the other side. And I'd say that, you know, midlife is a lot like that as well. And we don't, we tend not to think about it the same way. Um, we think of it as an old fashioned notion of, oh, we're going through the doldrums, mm -hmm. particularly women, you know, maybe menopause is that at bay, we're, we're showing more wrinkles and gray hairs, our bodies are out of whack. Um, you know, we're more stressed than we ever are, because we're at the height of our careers. We're either caregiving children or, or elderly parents. And so it's, it's an easy time to get stuck. And uh, winter is a great time to get stuck because we're hibernating. We're, you know, we're eating more food, we're kind of in just, you know, sleep going to bed early and all the things. And so it's easy to feel like, oh, my life is dull. I yep. need a little shimmy in my step. And that's where coaching is really great because, you know, the kind of coaching I do too, it's really encouraging people, particularly women, to take chances, um, to step outside of the box, to, um, you know, the idea of finding vitality in midlife is not to refind our youth, it's to start living our purpose. And a lot of times when we get to midlife and things aren't going well for us, chances are we've been living the values that we grew up with rather than the values that are our own. So it's a great time to look at what we really do value and what if, if our lives are in alignment with those values. Mm. Once we do that, sky's the limit. Yeah, it's so true. And could you share another experience or two of someone that you're working with, have worked with, and um, love hearing the uh, the positive testimonials? Well, sure. I only think um, trying to think of some great examples. You know, I think there. I, I will say this more generally instead of calling out a client, but there are, there are a few women that I've worked with who have you know going back to the people pleaser thing. You know, being being gracious, being available, being loving and kind, 
And it's not that they shouldn't be those things, but it's also a time to look at, let's tweak those words. What does that really mean, right? Um, nice and good and kind actually all have different meanings and good, good girls don't necessarily need to be nice to be good. Um, and so when people start realizing those things and, you know, I, I like, for example, um, most of my clients are going through some kind of career change. And so they'll look at job descriptions or they'll think, oh, well, maybe I should really take a chance and try this. And I said, okay, great. Mm-hmm. You know, write down, let's make sure that you have your list of values posted on the fridge or in your wallet or near your desk. And when you're starting to look at those job descriptions or consider those new careers, look to see if it's in alignment with your values. Yeah. Um, it's the same true. I, I have a client who's, um, you know, reconsidering whether or not she wants to stay in a long-term relationship. Look at the list of the values. Do you guys share values? Um, is it worth staying in? Are you going in different directions? Mm-hmm. So. Ah, this is so good. <laughs> and some of the career changes, you know, it's hard. And, you know, we talked about, I think, with the pandemic, a lot of people made that switch, made that uh, the took that leap of faith and didn't have a choice to reinvent themselves to the wheel, but not everybody right. knows that. It's like, well, how do I know what else I'm good at? How do I know? How am I going to get a job if I don't have the experience in that job, but I know I'm good at that job? That's where coaching right. comes in, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's what's really great. I mean, I do both uh, one-on-one and group coaching sessions. One-on-one is a great time to get in depth and um, specific to your experience and coaching's a great, uh, group coaching is a great way to um, kind of experience um, other people and learn through community, um, which is really lovely as well. Both are really great opportunities, but um, I've seen some people take some amazing leaps of faith, whether it's leaving long-term jobs to start their own businesses or um, leaving really long-term relationships or uh, bouncing back after terrible divorce and you know, moving, you know, moving, uprooting their, their family and saying, okay, kids, we're going to go move and live in a different area and find a great job and a great new relationship. Um, but a lot of that's about taking a leap of faith and, and that's where an accountability partner comes in. It's hard to do that alone sometimes. And having a, a coach in your corner, somebody's going to walk alongside you, not in front of you, and help you make the steps that are best for you, not for them. Mm, yes yes it's inspiring if anyone out there is interested call Lori contact us and uh, tell her that we sent you uh, because you know besides you offer I know we talked about packages and how long does it take to kind of um, change that habit for someone or to make a change in someone's life normally yeah, it, it really depends um, there are some people that I, I tend to I tend to work with clients we have a commitment of six months, about three months, a lot of that's when a lot of shifting is starting to happen for most of my clients. And at six months, that's when we're getting closer. If they've been working hard in between sessions and doing the work that we talk about, whether it's mm-hmm. interviewing people who have a job that they want, or, you know, getting curious about new places to live or whatever, if they're doing that work in between sessions, okay. they're going to go through quickly. Yeah, sometimes some people take longer and that I, I respect everybody's time frame. But very few people take less than that. Big lifestyle changes take time. <sighs> and um, it's time to, you know, start showing up for yourself and living your dream, living your best life. And we got to inspire these yes. women, right? Uh, so when you say, <laughs> so we're talking like 40s, 50s, 60s, like what's considered your uh, yeah. optimal client? And do you also work with men or is it just ladies? 
I do work with men. Um, I really love working with members of the LGBTQIA plus community, um, but mostly women or people who identify as women. Um, I think that there's a need for that, uh, mostly age 38 through early 60s. Um, I know that sounds like a big swath, but that's really when a lot of people are making big changes. Um, I, you know, there are some people, you know, like I said before, everyone's on their own time frame, and when they go through their midlife blues, um, <laughs> it, it changes for everybody. Mm, it sure does. Um, also, we but we talked about what was the other thing you wanted to talk about? We talked about toxicity in the workplace, kind of. Well, people, oh yeah, right, people right, pleasing. That was yeah, pleasing. What else was on yes. the agenda? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, it's all good. No, I think, you know, just I'm getting to getting ready to do an upcoming group coaching session starting. Um, it's a group coaching program. It's 10 weeks long. Okay. It's 15 hours of coaching. Um, it's on Wednesdays via Zoom. So it doesn't make a difference if you're in New York um, or if you're on the West Coast, um, you can probably make it. It's uh, Wednesdays starting on February 21st to April 24th um, from 530 p.m. Pacific time. So it's 830 p.m. Uh, East Coast time, and it's an hour and a half for 10 weeks in a row, and it's really transformative, this group coaching program. It's, it's awesome um, because women in the group stay connected even after it's over. Um, basically, you know, you come to the session um, having prepared, you know, there's a, I, I share a Dropbox folder with recordings and worksheets and um, reflection questions and then they come to the group coaching session and we talk about fixed mindsets we talk about how to support one another um, we talk about owning your self-worth and letting go of old narratives um, all things that are really valuable particularly to women in midlife um, and it's a really great value too yeah it's about half the price of one-on-one -on -one coaching and you get uh, three extra hours so awesome. it's great Awesome, awesome. Uh, um, there's some great testimonials that are popping up on my screen. If you go to the website, um, there's a lot of people thanking you for the work that you've done. And uh, I just yeah. want people to point that out. Go to uh, lauriversamas.com, L-O-R-I-V-A-S-A-M-E-S. -E and if you're thinking about changing careers or even starting a whole new business, now that's something different, uh, right? To build a company. Totally. And you're good with that, right? Because I'd be like, what? yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's about really, it's just about getting your footing in the early stages. Um, having a sales and marketing background, I do offer people the opportunity to kind of let me be a, a little bit of a consultant on a couple of things. But I still like to keep true to the coaching model of not giving advice. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, for one client, I worked with her for six months and we worked on confidence and taking a leap from a, a long time job and changing careers. And now she's very successfully started her own uh, consulting business. I'm so proud of her. She's just amazing. And I still, I'm still in touch with her. I still hear good news from her all the time. That is awesome. We like hearing success stories. And we only have three minutes left in the show. Uh, how did you want to kind of leave it off for us today about the work you're doing, any upcoming classes, coaching, any deals, any packages that you want us to know more about? Well, yeah, I'd love, I, you know, while I love group coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching is really the heart of my practice. Mm -hmm. um, I offer a free 30-minute chemistry call to see if we're a good fit. So if you go to my website at Lori Varsamis, V-A-R-S-A-M-E-S, 
www.thisisfreemarketingmama.com, you're going to see um, a link to book a session. So just sign up for a 30-minute session. You have nothing to lose. Um, you can tell me about what's going on in your life, where you'd like to be, what some of your frustrations are, and we'll see if we're a good fit um, and talk about if coaching's right for you. Awesome, awesome. And if they want to reach you, tell us how. Yeah, coach at laurivarsamis.com, L-O-R-I-V-A-R-S-A-M-E-S. Um, or you can even text me at 510-872-2827. Perfect. And social media pages, right? You're on social, right? Yes. Yes. Thanks for reminding me. Yes. Right. I'm right. on Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is often a safer place for people to connect with me because it's pretty private. Um, whereas, uh, you know, Facebook people can see. But DM me if you see a post that you like. Uh, DM me and and let's talk um, on my Instagram page and even on my Facebook you see my Linktree um, account which can take you to my website to uh, click to a way to booking the thirty minute chemistry call and a bunch I of was other things. Say, yes, that thirty minute chemistry call. <laughs> I like the way you say that. So yes, that is available if you have any questions. She's here and uh, that's a good deal. Free conversation. Why not? Yeah. You never know where a path may go and where we can grow. Absolutely. Well, gosh, thanks so much for your time today, Jill. Great conversation. Thank you. And don't forget uh, the Midlife Masterpiece 10-week grouping coaching. Is there still room for that starting February yes. 1st? Yes, there's still some slots. We keep that a pretty small group, so it's really nice and intimate, and you really build lovely relationships. So okay. um, starting February 21st and going through uh, April 24th. Perfect. Thank you so much. You have a fantastic day and uh, can't wait till we talk again. Thanks again. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince's. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.